<laughs> Welcome to episode four of Footy Chat. I'm Justin Chambers. I've got this week with me... Gasset. And pulling the cup from his mouth. Anthony Rondo. And also our lovely sound man. RP. We're not drinking beer this week. Well, some of us are, but the rest of us have got a nice cold some rum going. So, uh... We got, well, I guess we can crack one beer. Nice. Oh. Nice to that. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers that, gentlemen, with your Cheers. plastic cup. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's, like, you know, bad luck in some country. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you get shot for that in some countries. <laughs> well, apparently the travel lodge in Chatham, that's all they give you is plastic cups. So, like, fuck giving you glass. Uh, you can have a microwave in your room. I don't know what you need a microwave in your hotel room for, but... Oh, it's just like Oktoberfest <laughs> in K-Dub. Nothing <laughs> says Oktoberfest to me like drinking Canadian out of plastic cups. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually read that it's the third largest festival in Canada. A, a copycat fuck? festival, the third largest in Canada. Come and, on. And they can't even do it like half right. Super like, Canadian. <laughs> Well, uh, breaking news this week. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's going to shock everyone. Uh, Most of the fact that uh, San Marino is actually in the news. But Jim uh, Paolo Mazza quits his role as San Marino coach after side won just a single point during his 15-year tenure. That's... That's it's admirable. So, it's, yeah. admirable. <laughs> it's, it's almost better than... He got a point. no points, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is it easier to just lose everything than even, like, not even have luck on your side once? Well, maybe the the 1-1 one, one or nil-nil draw they had was the luck on their side, but yeah. I think they actually hold the record for the biggest defeats in both Euro Cup and World Cup qualifying. <laughs> I remember Germany smashed them 13-0 one year, yeah. and Holland smashed them like 12-0. Uh, the other year, so I mean, like, let's be real about it. I mean, thirty-four thousand people live there. I mean, there's suburbs in Toronto I could feel the better footy team. Maybe. So yeah, I, I still think uh, San Marino would probably still give TFC a run for their money. But. <laughs> but you know, it has to. It has to be. I think something has to be put in place for these smaller teams to go through a qualifying process just to get into Euro Cup qualifying, like San Marino, Faroe Islands. I mean, come on. They only have 40,000 people. Andorra. We can, we can go on with these names. Yeah, right? yeah, they're just free points, you know. And right. and when, you know, at the, at the end of qualifying, if... If uh, it, it's just not interesting when when a team needs to get points and oh, they face San Marino, guaranteed three points. I mean, that's not interesting to me. Yeah, and it's just who can pad the stats more. Yeah, at that point. I guess when goal differential comes into it. Yeah. You know what do you do then in in like the oceanic region when Australia already left and went to Asia, and you have like New Zealand playing all these little islands in the South Pacific, and like you know what what do we really do about those games? Because like you know the the, the world record is actually I think Australia versus versus um, uh, American Samoa. I believe you can fact check me on that, but okay. I think it was like twenty four nothing, and one guy scored like oh, like ten goals or something. <laughs> so you know like and this was like uh, I believe late nineties, early two thousand. So but yeah, I mean you know it's. 
I don't know. That, that's a that's a difficult topic to to kind of go about. But yeah, in Europe, definitely, I think there sh- there should be some kind of qualifying process for these smaller teams. It's well, yeah, it's qualify to get into the qualifying. Yeah, you know? <laughs> maybe, exactly. maybe maybe when when they're not playing during the summer of the World Cup yeah. or Euro Cup, they can they can qualify during that. They can do their own to, qualifying. They can qualify to get their asses handed to them. That might be something to like uh, have FIFA listen to. Hey, uh, Seppi. You should listen to this podcast and get some ideas over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, England actually had a pretty good week during our international break. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a Polish person in the room. <laughs> uh, but Roy had himself a little bit of a gaffe, I suppose, which it got leaked from the dressing room. And the worst part is like, it didn't really seem like anybody had an issue with it. He made a little joke talking about an astronaut feeding a monkey. And... <laughs> Unfortunately, he was alluding that to an analogy about feeding Townsend the ball, forgetting the fact that Townsend racially could uh, somewhat be called a monkey. <laughs> Not that I'm calling him that, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, my, like, my take on it is anything sacred anymore? Who's leaking these? Like, who's leaking these stories? Yeah, no shit. Who, like, as far as I'm concerned, there should be no one besides the managers and the players in the dressing room. But I, you know, this is England. They probably have all their wives and, you know. Uh, well, I suppose you could have, like, some discontent. Maybe, like, one or two players that, you know, like how Redknapp came out last week saying about how uh, he should have been the England manager. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple people that are kind of loyal to Redknapp and they were trying to undermine Hodgson Not me. by letting out. <laughs> really? <laughs> you had you, you had Yol before, remember? <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of well back in uh, when Oliver Kahn was uh, was keeping. They used to throw opposing uh, fans just to throw bananas at him, you know. But but it's all right because you know he's white because he's white, yeah. And but the big thing was that uh, they said he acted like King Kong. Like yeah. he was just a big ape in that. You're racist. <laughs> you know, no, it's alright. I'm talking about a white person. Like to bring it full circle, I guess, and like be kind of reasonable about this is, you know, it still shows how much like racism is a part of the game, and you know, That's these campaigns true. to show that like you know to wipe out racism, it, it's actually it, it's a big deal, and you know, like people take things very out of context, and you know, a simple joke by Hodgson, I don't think should really be taken out of context because he was never really referring to that, and anybody who watched that interview or kind of, you know, read the article. I don't think really you can say that, right? And, again, this is like media speculation, so we get to speculate it over here. Yeah. But really, is it a big deal? I don't think so. And and to be fair, Hodgson's an old guy. Like, my grandma, bless her heart, she's not trying to be racist, but she doesn't use the most fucking appropriate Politically correct terms, sure. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) My family's from the UK, and I I lived in London for two years, and I I have, like, some, you know, like, deep roots in London. I saw a picture of of you with the frosted tips. There's a lot of Polish people in London... And um, it's it's funny, you know. There were there, yeah, there was a joke. All the labor jobs. Yeah. <laughs> my my cousin, you know, tweeted me before the game, and he's like, you know, Poland are claiming that they're the home team because they built Wembley Stadium. <laughs> so <laughs> just as like a you know off the track kind of joke there. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Continue. No, nice goal, by the way. That's good. Continue man. with your with your story. <laughs> um, yeah. So Pep Pep being up in Bayern, he's uh, really taking on these dictatorship. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> he come out this week and he's saying that uh, Bayern players, they must listen to what he says if they, if they want to be champions. 
Meh, it's nothing new here. I mean, yeah. it's just the way it came you, out. You, you have to live by the manager's rules, right? I mean, he is the manager. He's going to make the decisions at the end of the day. And, you know, you have to live by his decisions one way or another. So, I mean, is it, isn't anything new? Yes, he's come out and said it openly. But I think I think he, he kind of gets a pass. You know, there's, there's kind of the aura around his years at Barcelona. So, he... He's kind of taking on this godlike manager, uh, manager role, and you know the the players really respond to him. Whereas you have you know s- some other maybe not as high profile managers, like they're ABB not going to have that type of, of pull. They're not going to have that type of pull with the with the players. And you know what, man, these players are fucking prima donnas. You know they don't get the way they like. Oh, I got ten other teams that w- that would love to have me. Why should yeah. I stay here? If this manager wants to work me too hard or, you know what I mean? I think that's just it. Like, you know, other managers won't openly say that. But at the end of the day, I think this is a pretty standard rule in, in any sport. I mean, you he's the manager for a reason. You, you live by the decisions that he or she makes, and that's really it, right? Well, so. I, I think it's a good thing that, like, he's, he's coming out and commanding that respect, too, because there are so many pushover managers, and sometimes it boils down to who's getting paid more. And realistically, right, the players right, exactly. are making sometimes yeah. five, ten times more than the manager is. And it's like, why do I have to listen to you? I'll just talk to my agent and I'll get moved out. Do you really want that? No, I don't want to train today. Well, yeah, it's, you know, look what look what the France team did in uh, 2010. They got their manager fired. You know, walking off and training. You know, yeah. the players are bigger than the manager now. And especially, yeah. you know... <laughs> Yeah. That, that World Cup's kind of fucked up. He's thinking about, like, France decides not to play. Togo couldn't play because bus got shut up. But, yeah. <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we went into, well, back to the internationals there. England, doing it in style. Come on, England. You know, everyone's like, they got to win the two games. They're not going to win the two games. Uh, they're going to fail to qualify. And... Uh, they do well against Montenegro, which would it, one would expect they should be able to beat Montenegro. Because they uh, have Tottenham players in the squad, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, come on. And then, uh, you know, we move on to the Poland game, which I kind of saw that as, like, maybe a dicey game. We could end up drawing that. And it looked like it could it could happen until uh, Captain fucking Fantastic himself pulls out uh, 10 years off, off the the age books there and just walks through the defense with every little flick and move. I think he's been taking some notes off Suarez in training. And uh, down goes Gerard, but the ball's in the net. And the captain has sent England to Brazil. I think it would have been a penalty, but it doesn't matter. The job is done and no better man to complete it. <laughs> uh, who's Captain Fantastic? Remind me, please. Uh, oh, I, I think Andres Townsend. I think so. I think he was. Fuck you both. <laughs> no, it's... It, let's be honest. I mean, when does England do anything the easy way? I mean... Yeah... Their group wasn't the most difficult, but they... They had teams that could cause them problems. Ukraine... Ooh. Montenegro somehow, and uh, you know. <laughs> now he starts talking. <laughs> but you know they they got there, and you know deservedly they should be there. They're you know one of the founding fathers of the game. So yeah, and uh, not 17th ranked anymore, which is kind of nice. 
I think, well, don't even get me started on FIFA World Rankings. What a <laughs> joke. I think we'll, we'll, touch on we'll, that we'll kind of, yeah, we'll touch <laughs> on that in a little bit, yeah. Um, but, and again, like, this brings on the emergence of Townsend, and we're going to come back to him later on with the, the Premier League stuff. But one other, I guess one of the bigger things that kind of came out of it was uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, in his petulant form, trying to kick a guy's fucking face off. In the middle of the match. Yeah. <laughs> and he yeah. almost kicked himself form. in the face. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong sport, good form. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know what? I, I'm just... I can't speak impartial about Ronaldo just because I hate his character on the field so much. Right. You hear about all these charity s- stories off the field, and yeah, that's great, but his demeanor on the field, if I was his teammate, I'd be like, I'm not playing with this guy. Yeah, your actions on the pitch really speak volumes. About like, you. is is that that's a captain <laughs> crying like a little girl when the ball doesn't get passed to him? Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me, that's not captain material. No. Yeah, you know, it's it's a really hard one because like, if you watch football for the sake of the skill, you know, the, the, this man is incredible. There, there's no if, ands, or buts or questions about it. No. Like every everything he does is is not human, you know. So yeah. It, but again, you know, like you're, you're actually speaking louder than words on the field, and you know, you you hate, you love to hate him, you hate to love him. Like I don't know, it's it's like this weird like paradox that like I I, I have no opinion on him because I, I appreciate. Like his skill, he's probably the most skilled person of our generation, no doubt. You know, you can talk about Messi and whatever, but Ronaldo is is, is incredible. You get like down a pure tactical skill. Ability, yeah, tactical he's ability. big, he's yeah. strong, he's fast. He's you know he's everything an athlete, no matter what sport you're in, wants to be. Yeah, and and dedicated too. Yeah, the guy doesn't drink. He doesn't because like he keeps yes. his body in complete definitely. condition. And, and yeah. but you know, yeah, that, that that's ridiculous. And uh, it's so childish, really, is what it is. And. You know, we've seen this many times. It's not really even a surprise coming from him. It's happened many times on the field, whether international or, or you know, for, and for the, Madrid. the yellow card, kicking the ball away at the end of the game. You know, like, <laughs> stupid, stupid. Nice game. This way, doesn't, there you he, go. doesn't he miss? He'll miss the first he'll leg miss, against he'll the, the first game, yeah. Which that, that could be a huge, huge cost to them, especially playing against the Ninja. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You know what? He he might be my favorite personality in all of football. I just love when we get a new Ebra quote. My name is Zlatan. How do you think people that don't know you would describe you? I think they would say that I'm uh, very arrogant. That's what I hear all the time. Very cocky. He has a bad character, bad personality. But then when they meet me, they're like, that image doesn't fit you. That is what I say. You should never judge a person if you don't know him. Uh, really interesting stat, you, you passed this on to me, guess, is that Belgium, you know, they, they qualified for the, the World Cup this past week. But three years ago today, or two, three years ago, the other day when you saw this to me. Yeah, the day they qualified. <laughs> yeah, they were ranked 62nd in the world, one place below Iran. Leaps well, and bounds. You know what? England better take notes of how to develop an academy. That's oh, what I'm shit. saying. You know, like, it's it's incredible the players that they have. Like, I think they could even go on, you know, to quarter semifinals. Like, I would not be surprised personally. I don't know if anybody knows other Belgian players, but, like, fantastic squad. Seriously. Like, an amazing squad. Well, one thing I was going to say... Not later, just because three of them are Spurs players, but, like, <laughs> actually a fantastic squad. Well, one thing I was going to say a little later on, but it just kind of fits right now, is, like, during the Spurs game today, you guys were up 1-0, and, um, and when Benteke came on, it must have been a little nervy for a few minutes there until... Until Soldado got the goal, but because like Pentec comes on, he just he just exudes that confidence of course, and that, of course, that skill. Yeah. yeah, 
Well, I think that I actually saw something the other day about uh, a new uh, Belgium newspaper that published this article like ten years ago, highlighting all of these kids as like seven, eight, nine, ten year olds, saying this is the future of Belgium. They had Hazard, Lukaku, De Bruyne, uh, Vertonghen. You know, they had about ten of them. Yeah. Just, you know, this is what our future is, and they developed them the right way, and then look, all of them are at big clubs. Whoever that guy was that wrote that article, let's get his number and ask him for some football picks. We'll start <laughs> making some money off of You know, it's yeah. funny because I read an article this week by, I think, the Daily Mirror. You can you can fact check this, and I'll, I'll send you this guy's email. After. We'll fact check it. Not yeah, necessarily yeah. that they did, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, and he named about... I, I, I believe nine out of eleven players that would be in the England squad, and I've never heard nine out of those like nine out of those eleven. There oh, was yeah? about one or two of them that were, you know, that were recognizable, and I think they were Spurs players. But even they're not in the England squad, so <laughs> and they're not even well, there yet. So we'll see what happens. What you said earlier about English academy should take note. Well, the problem is, I think it starts at the top with the managers they bring in. When do they bring in English-based managers? They never do. No. I mean, look at Sunderland. I mean, bottom feeder team. Do they bring in an English manager? No, they bring in no. an Italian manager that's exactly. a maniac, and he wants to bring in a bunch of Italian players. So, but just look at look at Wenger's philosophy. He doesn't want to fucking bring in English players. He, he started with French, and now he's on buying young Germans. He'll, he'll bring in English players that are good enough to placate to the English fans, but he wants he doesn't believe the skill and the ability is there, so that's why he's going after different countries. Exactly. And to be fair, he has a point to an extent, because they say it does start at the top where the English players aren't getting the games anywhere. I think, I, I think I think the English are finally starting to catch on and having young players cut their teeth in the league. I mean, you look at you know a league like the Bundesliga; they have stars, stars, team, like players that the team revolve around that are twenty, yeah. eighteen, nineteen. You know, so I think they're finally starting to slowly, you know, push the younger kids into the squads. Well, I, I think I think. Bundesliga is just a prime example for any any league that wants to redevelop itself. And, ah, is that an Englishman saying that? What? Yeah, yeah. No, well, it's, it's true. You, you, you know, be, like you be well, after the 2010 that. World Cup, that's what you know. The FA, you know, they came out and said, "Yeah, we got to model ourselves after the Germans." Yeah. The, you know, it's unfortunate, but the Fact Premier League... That. I don't know if it was exactly <laughs> someone from the FA, but I know there were reports coming out of England. It was probably England. an English dude somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure someone said You know where most of the German youth came from? Poland. I'm sorry, what? What? Not Turkey? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of unfortunate, but, the, you know, the English FA have, or, or the Premier League has kind of been... Don't even get me on naturalization you know, when right they, now. <laughs> when they say fantasy league, it really is, because, you know, you have the best players from all around the world playing in England and they just you know it, we go back to like the whole like English as the main language as you know they're, they're colonies right so I mean England has kind of a monopoly on the world and it's kind of unfortunate when you look at their football team because they have players from all around the world yeah. so it, it's kind of all reflective back to to, to you know their history really it's, it's, it's hard for them whereas Germany doesn't have that and you know they, they actually develop their young talent and uh, as do many other countries right yeah. but England is kind of a, in this unfortunate position where everybody has an English visa so <laughs> why don't we go play for England right so I mean they all play in the Premier League and therefore you look at the English national squad and you know maybe only a third of the players are actually English well that actually that's probably a good segue into this next little topic 
because the nationality debate might as well, might as well throw it on the gauntlet right now. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Let me put a pot of coffee on. <laughs> yeah, because there, there, there are the, the issues with the English, the, the, the fucking Edna and Yenizai stuff. But this week, probably, this will probably be one of the biggest national stories for at least a few years as far as a player and his, his decision he's going to play for. Because you never hear of a player that is so good and, and, and so well-revered deciding that I don't want to play for Brazil. Because Diego Costa, has he spent the last six years being in, in Spain, and he's decided, you know what? I have the opportunity to play for Spain, the current three-time champions, uh, world and European, and to, to leave Brazil. And this, this is going to be like a, just a huge blow to Brazilian fans, obviously, but this, this, is, this is a big story. Oh, I'm, yeah, like the whole naturalization thing, to me, being in a country for six years into your 20s, I mean, that doesn't make you Spanish. That, that's how I think anyways, but you know what? But what if you drink a lot of sangria and, and have and, uh, siestas? <laughs> yeah. No, but, it, you know, maybe it came down to he doesn't like to fly on planes. You know, it, if how many international breaks are during a season? Yeah. You know, that that's a long flight from Spain to South America. And, and Brazil plays at home quite a bit for, for those matches, too. They do have the other one that they play in London against some, like, Australia or something. But, yeah. You know. But, okay, well, yeah, they, they didn't have a qualifying campaign because they already, you know, automatically qualified, right, obviously. But, you know, for future tournaments... You know, he's going to have to fly how many times down to South America? Like, that's not a fun flight. Like, I, I wouldn't think anyways. <laughs> I think it's, it's like a weird concept because, like, this is a decision for life. And, you know, you've made, the, like, a decision to play for Spain. That's forever. It's not going to change. So, you know, this World Cup will come and go. But you're going to be playing for Spain for the rest right. of your life. You know, the World Cup is not, or Euro Championship is not always going to be in, in Brazil. So, I don't know. It's we've we've seen it happen before, and like you know, at, personally, as like a, you know, from coming from parents who are like a mixed, you know, na- nationalities, like whatever, you know, I have no opinion really. You know, personally, Feel, I think go like, with whatever feels good for you. This really. whole uh, Adnan Yunizai, you know, how he can play for fucking ten different countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sure. It, I think it's ridiculous. I think it should stop at the country you were born in and the country your parents were born in. That's where it should stop. It should not be your grand grandfather's uncle's cousin's <laughs> third brother. You know, yeah. it should be parents. That's that's ridiculous. Your parents. That's it. Like, well, dude, yeah. because it's always an open uh, debate, right? Yeah, Asmir Begovic, born in Bosnia, I believe, but his family flees Bosnia. They come to Canada. He's raised here from like the age of four, like fact check that, but some of the age of four to the posi- to the point when he's like 16, 17, and he goes over to Europe to go play. So he could play for Canada because we're essentially the country that raised him and created the player he was. But then he eventually decides like, oh, Bosnia's not uh, war torn anymore. I guess I can go play for them. See, I don't, I don't really have a problem. Bosnia is in the World Cup, so yeah, I don't really have a problem <laughs> with question? that. Like, you know, well, he yeah, was but, born but, in that but we don't have Azar Begovic, we don't have Jonathan de Guzman. <laughs> oh, we have Dwayne De Rosario. Shout out to Scar. Fucking doing the shake and bake and time scores. That shouldn't be ever allowed on a World Cup pitch, by the way. So that's glad we're not here. Okay, but seriously, I think his only his his his, his 
perspective on it is who's got the hotter women, Brazilians or Spain? That's a fucking tough one. I probably, probably go with Spanish. So I know a couple of Brazilian chicks. I live in Barcelona. That's what he's debating in his fucking yeah. head. Yeah, definitely explain. <laughs> Sad truth. You know what? Art, you know, spoke once in the past <laughs> thirty minutes, and I think he brought this, this and debate Art to, just to the surface. I think it's down the yeah. sexist card. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been I like it. <laughs> yeah. See, I have I have no problem with the. Like, personally, I think it should be an age cutoff. If you live in that country, so say you have no relation to the country of England, mm-hmm. but say you live there from the age of 10. Essentially, you were developed in that country under their footballing system. So well, I think you should be allowed to play then. To that degree, there is a bit of an age restriction because I could be wrong on the exact age, but I think it's something like after the age of 18 or after the age of 20, then you have to spend five years. Because the whole, again, is I think... He has to, because he, because of the age that he's at, he has to spend five years in that system. If he's not capped by anybody else, at that point, he can then play. I think it's like, it, you know, it's, it, sorry to interrupt you, but it's really, it, it, it's like a weird topic to talk about because my grandmother's from Spain and, you know, she lived during a dictator, Franco, in Spain, and she considers herself like 100% Canadian. Because right. of what she experienced, in, you know, in that war-torn region. So she has, like, no loyalty to it, really. No, absolutely. Like, she loves being Spanish, and she, you know, only speaks yeah. Spanish. And <laughs> your, grandma, your grandma's like, if they don't fucking cap me, I'll tell them go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, she lived during, like, a very traumatic time in, in Spanish history. So, you know, she considers herself, like, very Canadian. And, you know, like, that's... You don't know how it feels, like, to be in that position. And we... we can't really relate to people in those positions so you know who are we to really judge people in war-torn regions or whatever you know, like I, well, that's that's from experience we, really like i've only heard these stories i've never actually experienced them you myself. guys don't know what it's like so. to be in my position because like born and raised in canada I, can, <laughs> I can't even qualify for a uk passport because of my lineage at this point i'm too far down the line so even if i was awesome at football i could never play for england even though that's where my heart and soul belongs to and that's where my family's originally from i'm too far gone don't worry. Oh, Roy Hodgkin is the manager. Over. Don't you, worry. You, know what? you can figure it out. <laughs> I, I have to say, I actually do agree with what Jack Wilshire said. It's like living in England for five years doesn't, doesn't make, make you English. English. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. It was abrasive for some people, but you know, but it, it's, and it's it, good that he had right. he made a stand on uh, Like he had an opinion. But it's how people accept it, really. It's like, you know, for him, dude, where's he from? Wales? Dude, you're like 200 kilometers west of England. Like, how much adoption can there really be? You speak the same language. My grandma came from, you know, from Spain. And, like, there's a, there's a language barrier. You know, she didn't speak a word of English. So, you know, how do we, how do we really, like, judge people based on where they're from? It's, oh, it's different for Jack Wilshire to come out or, from, or for Diego, to, Diego Costa to come out. No, it, it, it's it's a different comparison. Well, you look at we're like not talking in the closet, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at like the language thing too. It's like the uh, Costa from Brazil. They have to speak Portuguese. Right. Main rivals Argentina are are Spanish, and then it's like then he's going to go to Spain, learning the enemy's language, and well, then joining the the fathers of the enemy. And well, look at like we'll roll roll the clocks back a little bit. Look at Deco. Yeah. Right, he right, was true. born and bred in Brazil, but you know he 
He was the other one that got away. He went to what? Porto maybe and played in uh and played in in Portugal and then he told these people he's like, I'm gonna play in Portugal. Like I'm gonna play for Portugal. Yeah. You know, and so uh, but then I mean, there's a close tie there between Brazilians and the Portuguese. Sure, yeah. right. And I mean, this this isn't really nothing anything new for Portugal or uh, for Brazil because it's very common where a, a player is nationalized from Brazil that now plays for Russia or plays for Turkey or plays you know from Kevin Karani played for Germany. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's 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 nothing new for them, but it's just because like Cacao. now there's like this this very skilled player again. The same sort of level as Deco as he was in, in his prime, and it's just that that's gonna be a, a bit of a blow, especially him going into a World Cup. But there you is also what? there's maybe the stories that that maybe he felt uh, shunned by Scolari because he, the the two matches that he played in qualify or sorry they were friendlies, um, and that that's another thing we can talk about too. The fact how friendlies um, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but he gets what 13 minutes in the first match to, that he played for in a friendly. The next match only gets 23 minutes. It's like, well, why? And, and then it gets overlooked for a few games. It's like, well, if he's got the opportunity to play for Spain, where he's actually a big part of the team. Well, you don't think he looked at it and th- and thought, who are the number nines in Spain? Well, last tournament they didn't even play with one. Right. Soldado. And Fernando Torres. <laughs> Soldado. I've got Soldado. <laughs> I've got a better chance to play with Spain than you know being behind Neymar and. Right. Hulk and you know so maybe he thought he had a better chance to play there and win a trophy and he's got a point uh, a very solid case for that but the one thing I do want to say about the friendlies though, or about qualifications like for for FIFA ranking what's not before they take into account the friendlies that you play interesting however for nationalization and capping they only count competitive matches that's kind of like uh, it doesn't make sense that you have like Two different rules for the same same event. Yeah, that's it's you I know, know I, I think it's tricky, like you know, kind of getting off topic there, but like Brazil and Spain are both huge, hugely prominent, you know, national squads in, in, you know in the world. And it's hard to how would you pick really? Brazil it you know, they're they're the samba gods of football. You know, how do you how do you choose between them and Spain who have only been really let's be honest you know, successful in recent oh, they've, competition. They've been the, the biggest failures. Yeah, sure, of course. Forever. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody can admit that or everybody can, you know, understand that. So, you know, that's the, definitely a tricky decision for sure. You know what, maybe realistically in the day, just as coming out of Art's point, maybe just like Spanish chicks are hotter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it could be a lot of things. Yeah. Like, What do you feel I, in I, your no, heart? Yeah, really? exactly. Where, where, you know, where have you lived? What, what culture do you understand? Yeah, it, it's a tricky situation and I think every player or person would understand it differently. Yeah. So, you know, good who, on Diego Costa. Who, who knows, who knows what situations yeah, he's gone through. I, yeah. think, sure. I think Yanuzai, uh, apparently his father came out saying that he wants his son to play for Albania. But let's <laughs> be honest, he's going to play for Belgium. Yeah, sure. He's Does not, he he's, he's not going to wait the five years to play for Especially England. after, it's you know, the out. Euro... Yeah, it's come out in this no, week sure. that he's, like, sure. considering waiting it out. Because it's only... It's only like three more years or something, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, moving on from from qualification, obviously all the teams are in, but there are a few few hands up for grabs. We've got uh, some classic bouts: Greeks and the Romans. 
if we're if we're talking like a thousand years you mean ago, Romanians? that would be a f- <laughs> uh, Romanians. <laughs> Romanian, which by the way, <laughs> which by the way, their language comes from the Romanic language. So, so you know they are the I same. I had a point, Justin. You're so, totally on. Yeah, point I'm totally there. on point there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. this yeah. is this no is the, this is the battle of the Colosseums here. They are from um, the Romanic language, <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> France and Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine, great little team. Uh, obviously, they, they did really well, well with, the, with the Euro. France, what can you say about French players not showing up? Get. Yeah, they could be great one day. The next, it's just ribbery on the pitch. Oh, they didn't walk off the pitch? or oh, okay. <laughs> No, not, not, not the same. They, <laughs> right, right, right. Are they going to call Thierry uh, Henry up to get a handball? And, uh, well, fuck, they might have to. Oh, twice, they might have to. He's they busy might have, in the MLS. <laughs> they might have to talk to Henri and see if there's somebody in the national like Tim Cale up to swing for eight, eight seconds into a match. Um, seven, actually. Seven. Oh, was it seven? Oh, yeah, yeah, seven. <laughs> and then we actually have. Uh, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave the big one the, for a minute. I watched the GIF last night. <laughs> oh, he's like doing the timing down. I, I was checking time code, man. You got that wrong. Uh, we'll leave the big one for a second, but Iceland, Croatia. This is a, this is actually a really really interesting encounter because one of these two teams is going to the fucking World Cup. Honestly, I'm excited. Like, you know, Sigurdsson has been. Uh, I don't know if I rate him as a player. Pankers, I like players. him. Yeah, yeah, sure, he's great for the outside. You know, look, whoever looking in, but you know, he's whatever. Anyway, enough about Sigurdsson, but. You know they have a, they actually have a really great squad and you know if anyone knows Finn Bogusen from Kirinvin, he's a fantastic striker and I would love to see an underdog get into the World Cup. That would be great. I mean we all love that <laughs> underdog story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure we do. You know, so just just seeing a team like look at here's a little trivia for you. Who was the only undefeated team in 2010, the World Cup 2010? Only tell one you. one team was undefeated. Couldn't tell you. New Zealand. There you go. <laughs> Three oh, draws. Right. Yeah, there you they go. They didn't make it. <laughs> they didn't make it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, I think Spain lost to Switzerland 1-0. Yeah. Probably should have lost to Chile. But let's not get into it. Uh, yeah, so... You know, Soldado wasn't playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all love that underdog story. So it'd be great to see the, that Icelandic flag rising up. All I gotta say about Iceland is if they do get to the World Cup, they have me past Croatia. They better look out for Emilio Estevez and the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> You know, forget Canada or Russia. The powerhouse <laughs> hockey team comes from Iceland. You know, it's, yeah. you know, it's like they hit it like in the the, the score lines. Different. Canada lost the U.S. like five 0 or something. It's yeah. like, go and, fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm from Brantford, so I can talk about this. Wayne Gretzky, what the fuck were you doing in the American? <laughs> what were you doing in the American locker room? No Give shit. me a fucking break, asshole. You, I'm taking like he's pulling asshole. a Brett Hole on us. <laughs> Fucking! I'm gonna tweet this pod to his daughter. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say it. Actually, I'm gonna keep this PG. Uh, But then the other big match will come. Coming back from earlier is we have the. Is it racist if I say pork and cheese? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm not Portuguese. I don't take offense. Not at all. (laughs) So the the Portuguese and the Swedes 
We've got, uh, well, actually, Ronaldo lost uh, Portugal for the first match against uh, Les Latins. <laughs> I wonder he if he eats that burger every time before a match. He eats it and he just takes a massive shit. <laughs> and he calls it art. <laughs> no, but I think, you know, me, I'm not a fan of the Portuguese. I can't, <laughs> you know, I can't talk about it. Wait, but you, me, you, you don't, like, wait, you don't, you don't enjoy every time they just like draw a game, they drive around the city and fucking honk the horns for nine hours? Oh, yeah, they, they win a qualifier. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, if you only border one country, you are fucked by them. So, <laughs> so sorry, you know, so. <laughs> We were talking earlier about how England, the English team never makes it easy in qualifying. When does the Portuguese team do? They never. They are always in, in the well in they, the playoffs. They make it easy when they face England in the, the actual tournament. But but you know what? <laughs> then they win on penalties. Yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> like we're you know we we've seen big players not at tournaments. You know Ryan Giggs, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale's never going to play in a tournament. George Best. You know, they're not, you know, they, they didn't play in, in these major tournaments. And Wayne so, Rosario. <laughs> of course. Craig Forrest. <laughs> and he uh, let Nate goals. Yeah. Should we post this on Twitter, please? <laughs> and so, you know, the fact that we're going to have a tournament without either Zlatan or Ronaldo, you know what? That's something we have to live with. You, you know, no, no offense to... Uh, you know what? Truthfully, I'd be... I'd be more happy with Ibrahimovic in the tournament. Oh, he's a character. Because, I, yeah, he's a fucking character. And, like, <laughs> Ronaldo is, like, whatever, you know. I, I don't want to see people... Who, who, win, who, wins, that, who wins that leg? I... You know what? Ibrahimovic, of I course. Think, I'm, I'm dude, saying if Sweden, you can, if I'm you can, if wins. If you can juggle gum, you're the best. If you can and juggle if you, gum... And, and if, if you, you know what I mean by if, juggle, then you're the best. And if you can bicycle kick a goal from, like, fucking 35 yards... How about his ninja what about kick back <laughs> yesterday? <laughs> back heel, exactly. Ninja <laughs> kick. That's a better term. You know, it's... Yeah. You know, you're the best. My, my heart says Sweden, you're but the, por- the Portuguese just find a way to pull it out in the playoffs. I, every fucking time. I But I, I think this time <laughs> <Italy>? Sweden... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think this time Sweden's gonna get because like Sweden, they're they're good defensive. They've always been a good defensive team, and obviously got uh, Zlatan up front and Portugal because of past couple years. It's like it's it's so one dimensional. Just get it thrown all. Um, I got the hiccups. Though. I got the rum the rum hiccups. Nice. <laughs> you know, so I I really hope. The Swedes are there because their women are fucking fantastic. Oh, but I would rather I look at a love, Swedish chick and a yellow, yellow kid than a oh. Portuguese chick and a fucking purple kid any day. Purple? Green? They were the, they were like the, the, the green maroon, and red. The maroon fucking away. Shirt. Oh, yeah, those yeah. fucking ugly They're things. disgusting. But it's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love seeing. After every World Cup, I always love seeing those posts on the internet. Girls of the World Cup. Oh, Let's yeah. be real. That's why we watch it. One, one, <laughs> That's uh, it. one of my students uh, this week in class, he was wearing a... It took me a little while before I realized he was actually wearing a, 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 a kit. And I was like, are you wearing a fucking Paraguay shirt? He's like, yeah, man. Larissa McElmay? Yeah, that's like, is German that why you're wearing it? And he's like, no, no, I was there one time. I'm like, the story would have been way better if you were just saying, yeah, it's because of McElmay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Raquel May is 
Larissa Raquel May. Do you remember her? Charmin loves her. She was the chick with the giant things, like always with the phone. The phone was getting clapping. <laughs> was like from Argentina. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not, not Raquel May. <laughs> how many neutrals were pulling for Paraguay to win because she said she was going to strip naked. down and, she and did. run through oh, the? She did though. She got. She did the thing. I saw the. Trust pictures. me. I I googled that. Why did I not hear this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. No, no. Let's We're let's. Fine. No, no. This is this is a room full of men. Let's keep the boners down or to the nil. <laughs> Again, we've got this this little segment that's developing slowly. I, I do you remember remember the TV show Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Yeah. With that group Rockapella. Where in the world? I might San try Diego. and steal it with my throw <laughs> Jose in it, but we'll see. But this week, Jose in his masterclass of being himself, uh, he did have a point. He did have a right to kind of be upset. But he uh, got so pissed off when he got sent off that he decided to go sit beside some supporters in the stands. And even one kid actually yeah, selfie a picture of himself like, oh my god, Mourinho sit beside me. That was awesome. <laughs> you know what, good for him. Like, honestly, Mourinho was... Good for the kid well, or Mourinho? No, the kid, man. <laughs> His tweet was like, oh my god, Mourinho sitting beside me. I bet you had a boner too. Whether you love him or not, Mourinho is is a figure, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, we need that. Yeah, of course. I love Mourinho. <laughs> I hate Chelsea, but you, I love you Mourinho. Know, uh, going back a couple weeks when he walked off that, uh, that press conference and they're saying, oh, you know, you only want to talk about the players that aren't playing. Right. You know? And... Uh, Oh, the whole thing about Kevin DeBrune, how he's not practicing hard. I want Kevin DeBrune to come out and be like, practice? We talking about practice? We just talk about practice. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Not a game. You know, that would be fucking great. Just, because I remember Joffrey Lupul came out about that at the start of training camp and how he missed practice. He's like, you know, he's getting interviewed and he just says, man, I feel, I feel like I'm going to be up here doing the Allen Iverson practice. You know what? So I, I, I want Kevin DeBrun to come out and say that. Truthfully, though, I, I understand, you know, what Justin's topic was about, you know, players being bigger than Yeah. <laughs> Being bigger than the manager and like you know not not training hard, I, I see that for sure. You know, there there are a lot of players who think they're you know bigger than bigger than the manager or even bigger than you know the crest on on the front of the on the front of the jersey. So I want to say probably the biggest news. Maybe it isn't something starts, but in my heart, it's the biggest news of the Premier League this weekend. Tottenham. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. No, we're talking about a club that actually wins titles. Oh, right. Um, right. Of course. <laughs> Steven Gerrard hits 100 Premier League goals for his career. This is his chance to score his 100th Premier League goal. The man who captained England to the World Cup finals and scored in that win over Poland at Wembley. Now he scored at St. James's Park 100 Premier League goals for Liverpool. All of them at Liverpool. He is the 24th player in the history of the Premier League to do so. And the only two players above him in Liverpool to do it before are Robbie Fowler and Michael Owen. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, that's amazing for, for any player to stay at a club that long. And 
achieve that milestone is, you know, regardless of what I think of the team, is is incredible. Like, I, I can't even I can't even see players staying in a club that long. So well, and he's you know, actually only the thirteenth player, thirteenth player to actually do it for the same club. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I'm actually surprised. It's it's. I think it's remarkable any time a midfielder hits a milestone like that. Right. I mean, your you know your job isn't really to pot in the goals; it's to distribute and you know sure. yeah. make the other people score. So a- any time a milestone like that for you know and co- uh, like we were talking earlier, there's no loyalty to the badge. You know, Stevie G could actually kiss the badge and it means something, right? Because yeah. he's never going to leave. Although he almost walked one summer to Chelsea. Yeah. But, um, but an interesting thing that I saw is like, you, you have, like I, I do get the point you're saying, like you know, midfielder. Up until uh, up until like the the in, the insertion of like Torres and Suarez and Sturridge. Before that, Stevie was the guy. He was the guy that was you know depended upon. For all the goals, you look back like one of the one of the best games he's ever played in his life. The reason why they played th- this team in his testimonial was that last minute goal against Olympiacos. Miller, lovely cushion header, but Gerard, you beauty! What a headshot! What a head! Uh, one thing I, I do want to show here is okay, Stevie, 100 Premier League goals, right, for Liverpool. Frank Lampard has scored 142 Premier League goals for Chelsea. That's not counting his West Ham goals, just Chelsea. Gerrard's only scored 17 of his Premier League goals from the penalty spot. Fucking Lampard has scored 31 from the penalty spot. And Lampard has also had three more seasons of play to get those goals. Exactly what you said. Fucking Lampard. Yeah. Whatever, you know? Realistically, Stevie G is a better all-around player than Lampard will ever be, and that's that's a fact. You know, when I pick my England squad, because I am English, I will well, that's pick Stevie G over Lampard all the time. fucking selection debate, so you can't put Lampard yeah. and Jordan in the same place. No, get rid of fucking Lampard. Exactly, then. exactly, and well, I agree. You know, one like thing I will <laughs> say about Lampard that I think he is better than Gerard in the sense of his. You can spot fucking kicks. walk out that door right now. Is holding his hands together yeah. for his brother in the air. Yeah, no, but like Frank CBG Lampard is one of the best penalty kick takers I've seen. But as is Gerard though. As is Gerard. Just Gerard yeah. doesn't take, doesn't score fucking thirty one though, because he. Chelsea, because Suarez has bigger just, teeth and he. You because know, Gerard is scared of him. Yeah, of course <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and up until we got Suarez, Chelsea always had fucking Drogba, so they were fucking right. winning penalties every second. That's of course. True, <laughs> Yeah, it's all in context, right? Like, right. Uh, I, personally, I think Gerard is a better all-around midfielder. But you know, we have these all, we have these like subcategories in midfield now, like you know the attacking like, midfielder, super attacking midfielders, yeah. and yeah. like distributing midfielders and whatever. You know, the guy that's it, the number nine position, you just play in the whole. Right, right. Stuff. Now we now we name them by like the numbered position. So yeah. I think Gerard is all around like a better central midfielder than than Lampard. Well, that, and that's yeah, that's an interesting thing because like the, the year that he had the most goals. For Sorry, Gus. Uh, the, the the year they had the most goals for Liverpool, his most successful goal scoring year, was the year that Benitez pushed him out on the right. He scored 20, 22 sure, exactly. goals on the right. That, that just year. shows you the skill of a player. You right. know, like I'm not a Liverpool supporter, but you know, like you can't deny the skill of a player. Like like you know Ronaldo. Like I spoke before. Right. Gerard is incredible. He's an incredible player, and I'd love to have him in the squad for sure. Like he, he's just creative. He's he's attacking. He's he's everything. You know, he's he's a very mature player, and you know, 
his his numbers clearly prove it. He's sure. a fucking mensch, is what he is. Yeah, for sure. To, to bring <laughs> I hate to out. admit it, but I yeah, I admit it for sure. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna just you know uh, what's what's that term when you something fuck there's a word where you just like uh, wax I'm gonna I'm gonna wax Gerard right now that sounds <laughs> kind of weird when I think about it but uh, no like for the longest time I like remember being a Liverpool supporter and there's always a debate every like after Beckham was no longer part of the team no longer the captain it's like Gerard's the obvious choice and then of course they do the they do the, the London favorite fucking John Terry and then that's like well this is bullshit the entire time and every time he's out you know Gerard's one of the vice captains he gets I was so, so wait, happy. Wait, wait, wait. I, I Did Roy Hodgson seriously pick Terry after Terry fucked his wife? <laughs> wait, seriously? Wait, Terry fucked Roy Hodgson's wife? Probably. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Fact check that. Hold on. Are you sure? John Terry, I well, knew you were fucking dirty, but only, only Sandra Hodgson, is a nice lady. Only Hodgson's wife definitely knows that, so I don't know. You better ask her, man. But I don't know. I think... <laughs> I think there's a Wait, different... Wait, no, Sandra's Redknapp's wife, not Hodgson's <laughs> wife. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's... It's uh, it's slightly different choosing a defender over a midfielder for captaincy. You yeah. know, sometimes you want that stability coming from the back. Whereas, you know, you, you kind of want to... You don't want more added pressure on the captain if a midfielder, you know, let, let's be honest, their their job's a little more difficult. They have to defend and attack. Right. So, you know, it could be as simple as, you know, they just didn't want all the pressure on him. You know, maybe maybe put it on a defender. But you know what, at the same time, Gerard's that guy that, like, he's lived with that pressure his entire life. He's the guy that is captaining a club that used to be the best club. And he's trying to fucking do everything he can to still kind of fight and keep them somewhat relevant in what's going on. And he does a damn good job at it all the time. Right. So and he talks like this. He doesn't sound like Rooney, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> at, least he doesn't sound, at least he doesn't sound like Carragher, which is almost completely inaudible. <laughs> but moving on from my little love in here, uh, this, is, this, is, this is actually a difficult topic for me and you, at least, Anthony. <laughs> Um, because fuck me Is Meza Ozil I'm not This isn't based on Ozil But is Meza Ozil Making Ramsey A fucking great player Yes Ramsey There's only one Good player in Wales And that's not Ramsey Anyway I'll <laughs> let you do One plus one But <laughs> It's not Ramsey And Sure You know Look at Ramsey's numbers For the past Like maybe Three four years At Arsenal And He's nothing special. I think numbers speak, speak for themselves, really. Even, you know, Gareth Bale, you could see him escalating to, you know, the heights that he eventually achieved. But but Ramsey? Really? Well, I don't know. And you look at that midfield of this season. Like, he was, you look at the names that are in that midfield. He was he was the odd man out. But he's he's starting to be like, he's one of the, he's like, maybe Ozil's the key guy. Or yeah, Ozil's the key sure, guy. Yeah. But, but Ramsey is right there nipping at his heels right now. I know Art is very excited for Podolski to come back, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <You> know, yeah. <laughs> it's you know we, we always debate: can one person in a in a sport that fields eleven players per team can one person make the difference? And it completely has. Yes, yeah. I mean they lost three one embarrassingly. Yeah. Wait, Christian Eriksen or <laughs> <laughs> so they lost three one to Fulham. I mean, come on. And then this world record signing for Arsenal. 
And it was, it was really masterful how, you know, Wenger put it together. But let's be honest, he's made everyone on that team. I don't know if it was masterful, but it's definitely made a lot of Gunners fans masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, Piers Morgan's already after five games saying he's the third best after Bergkamp and Henri. Piers Morgan also said last year that uh, he didn't rate Ramsey at all, and uh, now how is and he? And now he would just love to have that yeah, pop yeah, yeah, in his sure, mouth. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, uh, same-sex marriage is legal in the state of New Jersey, so <laughs> apparently as of yesterday. So, yeah, Piers Morgan, man. You have like a 400 cam journey. He's a fucking, he's a clown, but anyways. <laughs> clown? Uh, I, I can think of, an, of another C word that I'd use. <laughs> and it ends with an un. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's completely took the Premier League of light. Like, just, you know. Well, there, there's talk that Ramsey is the best player in the league right now. That might be British. Paulinho. Actually, he did score a pretty nice fucking goal on the weekend. That was a nice goal, and if uh, I'll say it again, nice and we're assist. talking about before that assist for Ozil's second goal, like he fucking ran on the end of that cross and just like the softest little touch, just lay it back in the path of him. Like that was impressive. I, I've watched it a couple times, and it, it looks it, it looks so well done. It, it, yeah, for it, sure, it, it's, you know, it's surprising this season. Like, again, anyone that plays FIFA, just ask Art here. Yeah, yeah. He plays FIFA. <laughs> yeah um, you know, like that—that that was a very creative and, and, and amazing goal. You know, nobody can deny that. Uh, even well, as the, a first supporter, the first goal. I mean, was that fucking yeah. FIFA, Barcelona, yeah. PlayStation? It's, it's not real. Oh, the Wilshire <laughs> goal. Yeah. It's yeah. not real. Yeah. Got, okay, sure. so it goes Wilshire, Wilshire to Giroud. Then Wilshire fucking back heel flicks it up and over a defender to Giroud, who then plays it back in. The entire defense stopped moving. They were just like, their heads are on a fucking swivel. They're just looking back and forth. I'm pretty sure the goalkeeper, like, I I think the goalkeeper just gave up from the second the flick from Giroud happened because he's like, well, I'm not stopping this. And you kind of just see him put his hand on the hip. He's like, this is going in. Yeah, sure. You know, it was was an amazing goal. And you know what? Let, let's be honest. Like Arsenal are the team to beat this year. You know, they as a Liverpool supporter and as well, a Spurs supporter, that. we are—they are the team to beat this year. And they're like, the team that, like, when yeah. we when we go to play them, it's like we have to beat them this year. Yeah, I and said. We didn't, so. I said at the yeah. at the start of the year before, well, during the off season, if any, if there's any year for Arsenal to win, it's this year. You look at the other big three clubs; they're going through big changes with. Like, with they managers, have they have Henri. Oh, Henri's <laughs> playing. <laughs> so okay, he'll be back yeah. as some fucking director. <laughs> well, but no, you're right. I mean, for three months you know, when MLS is not playing, right? Yeah, okay. City, United, and Chelsea all, you know, going yeah, through. You gotta get those changes. fucking League Cup wins, man. You know. But uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. This is this is the year for Arsenal to fucking. Make that step, get that get that one league victory every ten years. For the years. first time in nine years right. to win a trophy. Yeah, and so that how, and what and what better trophy to win for that first one, right? And sure. a lot of people are saying, uh, say they bought, or, uh, <laughs> they bought twice the player for half the price. Yeah, I, personally, yeah. I always think I I think a a creator is much more. Valuable than a poacher, right? He can lay the ball on for he anyone is. to finish. He's the one that can find that space. And, and be honest with you, the, the fact that like as soon as Ozil's coming to the team, he he's just completely changed. It's it all comes down to confidence most of the time in a team sport. He is just given Arsenal the big swinging dick every time they walk on the pitch. Ah, for sure, yeah. you know, it, it, 
like it's you it. know what to to touch on the subject and like it's a really interesting concept because you know we bought Eric Lamilla for 30 million euros and you know he hasn't dude he's sitting on the bench but Jervinho's playing better in Roma yeah for sure for <laughs> sure yeah yeah 100% but you know it's about the long term concept and you you really ask what you know AVB brought to Chelsea before he got fired you know and you know, he had a good squad. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, forget about Chelsea. <laughs> and, uh, you know, at Spurs, like, it, it's about, you know, yeah, Lamela is still on the bench. But, you know, in three months, where will he be? After the Christmas, you know, Boxing Day turnaround, where will he be? And, you know. Well, hopefully by then, Giroud will be injured and Rams no, will be no, no. injured yeah, yeah, and Wilshere sure, will be sure. injured and Walcott will still be like injured. Dude, there's like 70 games in the season. And Zacker will no, remember that. Right. How many Mirza games will there be? Murzak will remember he's a shitty defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what's sure, actually sure. funny, because I was thinking about this earlier, is before Uzil went, you, you'd think, Arsenal, they don't, have any, they don't have any squad depth. I mean, look at these. Look at these. Like, yeah, they got uh, uh, Wilshire and Cathola. But you know what? Now you got all these other people playing so much better, you're and pushing, now it's like, wow, they actually have to be better players now. They actually have squad depth. Now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they they actually have a terrific squad. They're not having to reach out for Carl Jenkinson anymore. <laughs> However, I still think fucking Pierre Murdersack. That's what a fucking he, he will call. I guarantee. I mean, I, this is my quote. We can bring it by the end of the year. Pierre Murdersacker will be the reason Arsenal do not win the Premier League. Quote that. All right. Quote it. <laughs> quote it. Yeah. Time, time stamp that. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite part of any podcast, David Moyes. <laughs> he, this week, comes up with yet another br- uh, barn burner. Wait, said, wait, wait, wait. Scotland is a country? <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, I thought they were just part of, like, a bigger country. <laughs> Well, then there's, there's, there's four countries in this oh, country. There's four countries? Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, okay. but there's like a fifth country? Yeah, but it's not part of that country because it's like, you know, it, it's like... Kind of like bordered, <laughs> but like not really. <laughs> Moyes comes out this week and he says, Fergie's departure is not the reason for United's poor play. Of course it's not. It's his fucking <laughs> appointment. <laughs> yeah. Not related at all. But then the most ironic part of him saying that, you know, Fergie not being here isn't the reason for playing so shit. You know, the subtext is I'm just a shite manager. Uh, they then, against Southampton, they've got the 1 0 lead. That time, we'll, we'll get to the name in a second, but that time at the end of a match where United are usually, you know, that's where we fucking put the nail in the coffin or we're at least handed a lifeline to, to, to get a piece of that game. In Fergie time, Southampton just eke out this little. Dirty little goal to take points away from United at Trafford. Old Trafford. Yeah, honestly, you know what? It's don't don't really read into this much. Like United is a good squad, and like I hate them, but you know what? It, next year they'll definitely be a, like a, a squad to be. They'll definitely with. be a good squad yeah, in the yeah, championship sure. next year for, for sure. sure. The, the way. <laughs> <laughs> the way I see how they're playing right now, it's just a bunch of individuals playing for themselves. No one's playing for the team. No one's playing for Moyes. No one likes Moyes. No. You know, he's like, oh, yeah. the, the fans like me here. It's like, yeah, you know what fans like you? The Arsenal fans, the City fans, the Liverpool fans, you. they like you because their team's Come fucking on, terrible. How pissed off do you think Rooney is? Like, I left this asshole in 2004. And now I'm back with him again. And and now that I'm not wearing my headband, I'm playing like shit. I need to get that fucking headband thing back. I need to get that LeBron headband back. (laughs) Maybe they're on back order. 
<laughs> but uh, you know, it's he should not. Moy should not mention Ferguson in any interviews. But what no, he, he, need, do? he he needs to distance himself him. away from that because he's not coming back ever. Stop comparing yourself to him because everybody else is. But I heard you, you know what's is coming back for like Russia or something, or like Croatia or like yeah. Dude, someone was trying to talk free and it's like managing Australia or something. Yeah, yeah. But you know, oh, exactly. you, you know yeah. what? Yeah, it's whatever. The bad thing is, the guy is, just wants to sit home and drink wine. Is, yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't even like Ferguson shouldn't be at the games because he gets more camera time than the game does. No. Yeah, because as soon as something bad happens. They don't go to Moyes first. They go to Fergie sitting on the stage. Yeah, it's like, they're like, come back, come back. I understand he's the director of the club now. But peop- but no one is willing to accept the fact that that is over. That is done. He, he, is, he fucking went, of all places, he went to American television to Charlie Rose and said, I will never manage again. It's like, I can't tell you how many times I need to tell everyone fuck off, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm old, I got a few things in my bucket list I want to do before I die, what do you, what and if I'm the manager of the club, it's not going to That he wanted to see, he wanted to see some sporting event that you obviously wouldn't be able to see. You want to see the Masters, you want to see oh, the, the, Masters, like, the Kentucky right. Derby, like, yeah. you want to see like, these other American like, big sporting events, it's like, he wouldn't have the time or the ability to do it as United manager, and like, you know, give the guy credit, he's what, 60, no, he's actually, is he 70, 71, 72 72. Now? 72? Yeah, gotcha. it's like, and you know, give the guy credit for what he's done. The guy fucking won you thirty-eight trophies, trophies in twenty-six years. Yeah, let that be over. Stop, stop going back to him. But again, that's British media. You know you what? To, it, it's so great to see. You know what? You had your fucking glory for fucking twenty-six years. Yeah, twenty-six years of winning. Now, now you guys can't even go through one year without winning. Like. Well, the year's not over, I shouldn't say that, but I mean, you know... It's over for them, let's just say that right Fuck, now. it feels good, don't it? <laughs> but you know, <laughs> as, I, a Liber- I just, as a Liverpool supporter, this feels so I just love nice. seeing the Titans fall. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Just like the American, just the American, well, every empire crumbles at some point. Yep. It's just some people are not willing to accept it. Some people are super delusional. <laughs> um... I do want to say that it is very fitting that after the removal of Dicanio, Sunderland decide, of all things, of all places they can reach out to, they're like, you know where we need a manager from? The championship. Because (laughs) in 10 months' time, that's exactly where we're going to be playing. So they bring in Gus Poyet, and what does he do? Loses 4-0. Well... You know what? Bring in a manager that knows the league you'll be playing in. And knows English, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I totally get that, man. Like, yeah, bring someone that can speak English. You know what I liked about the Canio, though? That guy had some fire in his belly. I mean, well, let, let's be honest. Yeah, what, and what? he was like a, a fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a racist yeah. fucking social. You know, it's, it's you, have, you have a team like Sunderland. Like let's like what what do what is their what does their uh, board actually think they're gonna do? Beat Newcastle once every two years. Survive relegation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you know for wow, for guys. six seven eight teams. <laughs> Positivity. That that's the reality. Uh, let's not drop this year. Like come on. Ah. 
but let's be honest, like aside from like the top six, seven teams, that's the fucking goal for most teams in the league. Yeah. Let's sure. not because you look at who uh you've got Sunderland's down at Sunderland has one point after eight games. Then you have um you got Newcastle's in the or not Newcastle Norwich is in the same conversation. Crystal Palace in the same conversation right now. And then you have the the teams that used to be a little better, like mid table teams, Fulham, guys like that that are starting to crumple down and start to feel the feel the pressure of you know wanting to be mid table mid table mediocrity at all times. But now it's getting more realistic for them that they could eventually fall out. Yeah, I mean you keep having teams steal your players or buy your players, however you want to however you want to write it, but. You know, it's if you don't have a strong academy to, you know, uh, replenish the the cabinet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's inevitable for every team. Well, every team without money. Yeah, it's hard for any like previously promoted team to really make an impact in the Premier League. You don't have the financial impact that, like, well, I mean, you know, Champions League earners really make. So some of these promoted teams, they have players on like you know fifty thousand pound salaries. Well, let's be honest. The last yeah, time, huge, the last man, time a great player came out of the north was fucking Harry Smiley Chambers in nineteen eighteen. So wait, wait, wait. You, you mean people that actually spoke English <laughs> coming out of the north? Oh, they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a little every now and then. Yeah. Just, just the other side of Hedges Wall. The tune. <laughs> the tune. <laughs> um, all right, to set this up, I wish we had like some theme, like some uh, match of the day kind of beep, 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 sort of theme music for this, but like the man, the myth, the legend. Hasn't attuned to the pace of the game yet. Twice beaten, first by Welbeck, and now by Townsend. Oh, dream debut. He's only gone and clinched the points for England. Andros Townsend fucking hitting the scene this week. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, fuck, every time that guy gets anywhere near to the 18-yard box, he's just throwing balls in. And I feel bad for Brad Guzan because I watched that goal a few times, and it's like, you know he was ready to play the header. He was ready to play the flick on. And it just beat everybody. And he was on the wrong foot, and he made the leap too late. What do you mean, man? That's all. If you follow Lewis Holpie on Facebook, you'll know. <laughs> Holpie's all about this guy. Goals. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is all about the team. He, you know, he's taught him through and through. And it, it's funny, you know, a kid that because I thought Germany. he was Everton through and through. <laughs> no, no, I thought no, he was no. German through and through. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, ninety-five percent of his Facebook pictures are are of him naked in. You know, towels. So I don't I know, know where we're going. Really. I didn't know where we're going there today. But, uh. <laughs> I don't really know what he is through and through. But you know, he loves Spurs, and you know, this kid doesn't really do a lot per se in Premier League games. But you know, he he's it. And you know, it's that, funny because his big breakthrough came with Mainz. <laughs> you know, it's when him and Andre Shirley were. You know, they they set the record for. Uh, most wins to start a season eight, you know, yeah. and they beat Bayern Munich there and having the uh, Rummenigge oh, and Honus coming we're, out. We're gonna get, get to Bayern and, and that stuff later on. But you let's, know, 
right now let's, let's talk about Townsend and, and for sure and his, I, I, you know I think like you know good for him honestly a kid that can score a goal and you know an England match which play for your nationality is like you know the peak of your career let's be honest for anybody and and the, the, at, at the height of your you know your sudden rocket through the media it also be subject to a possible racist issue with your national manager <laughs> when he's scoring goals he's playing well he's attacking he ran the shit out of uh, is it Lacuna is that, that the, uh, yeah Lacuna he like he ran him off the pitch to, like, Lacuna did well for like, the first 50 minutes of the match stayed very tight to him but eventually he just got fucking tired of running you even see I think yeah. it was uh I think it was the, when uh, Townsend put the ball in across to Paulinho that somehow Paulinho did not make contact with that ball that was about to hit his head. Um, you watch it, and Lacuna's like still back at the halfway line. He's just jogging back. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny. You know what? Good for him. Honestly, a player that can, you know, make the breakthrough after Gareth Bale, and that just r- really shows me that Daniel Levy had a plan, you know. Yeah, 100 million, sure. Yeah, you know what's funny? We got another hundred million sitting in the academy. So, and the fact that he had, he had to go to QPR last season too to yeah to get you know, game time that just proves though like loading players is is a more you know beneficial situation than actual you know playing players in the Premier League. So, oh, I I, I completely agree with you know if, if you're a, a a big team you know big aspirations and you have a, a budding star. You know, it's not good to have an 18, 19 year old sitting on the bench. They need to play. Yeah, they get need to develop. Or, or get, get him to a good oh, manager that's yeah. going to give him game time. Go let him play. Yeah, absolutely. And I th- and Townsend is probably. I know I don't like. I'm I'm shitting on people jumping all over the fucking Yenas. I think Townsend's a bit older and he's like, he's proving himself consistently each, week by week now. I don't want to be too bandwagony, but I, I'm I'm respecting the fact that he is he is. Uh, He's playing to his abilities right now, and he's also being humble. You look at him like any any interview, and he's definitely trying to control whatever's being said about him and just bring it back down to earth, which that's kind of surprising to see in this day and age. That's true. Most I mean, they honestly, anybody that can play better for his purpose than they, <laughs> you know, that they do at England. You know, it's it's, it's hard to. I, I would I can't relate to it, but I would imagine it'd be hard to keep your feet on the ground when you have the world at your fingertips. Yeah. Oh sure. yeah. Right? Like how many times do you think he read his name in the papers after, you know, his English uh games? Debut, sure. How many blowjobs do you think he got every time his name appeared in the paper? If it's a one to one ratio, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> sure, yeah. By Spanish or Um Moving from English to Deutsch, I don't know. I, this is probably the biggest talking point coming to Germany in the last year and a half. But um, Philip Lom is apparently loved by everyone. There's actually there's like a new court battle between Pep Guardiola and Joachim Löw, who can uh, be more in love with him. And <laughs> Well, I personally, I've never seen anybody speak of a player, for that matter. Like Pep has talked about Lom. I mean, I this guy fucking loves him. I knew Philip Lom. Like I knew him as a player, 
but not until the last two months did I realize he was a fucking fantastic football player. I knew he was a good right back. That's what I knew about him. But oh, it's you know, it's because he tra- changed positions. Well, Pep. <laughs> well, Pep, Pep said when because when injuries. the squad is is full again, he'll return back to yeah. right back. But uh, and if Noy ever wants to play midfield, Lom can just go play a net just in case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, he probably has mad ups. Oh, totally. But yeah, I mean, Pep's love affair with Lom is just fucking out of this world. I, like, you know, for him to call him the most intelligent player he's ever managed, it's a challenge for him to manage players this smart. You know, that must, you know, that must say that, you, you know, we we sit here, you know, we're armchair. You know, we're armchair managers. We yeah. sit here and critique managers, why they do this, why they do that. We only see them for the 90 minutes they're on the pitch. We don't see them for the full week, what they do in training, no, you know, I'm how sure. they interact with the players. So, you know, we can't really critique. Except for those awesome pictures on the internet of, like, uh, the Bayern players at Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> those are pretty good. Some of those fucking, <laughs> some of those Lederhosen pictures are pretty good. Um, but uh, back to what you were saying, though. <laughs> Oh yeah, there are some actually great pictures from uh, the German team celebrating their uh, World Cup birth. Oh, actually, there was that one picture of Mueller and Lom and their wives. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Do with do with that if you will. (laughs) But yeah, so like yeah, so Guardiola is like fucking loving with a like a a a love in not Mick loving but a love in like John Lennon and Yoko Ono with Lom, and now Yogi's like. Hey man, I know I've been over in the corner picking my nose and eating it for the last six months, <laughs> but uh, I need I need to get my fucking my hands up in in on that and, and tell you how much I love Lom too. Yeah, well he came out and said he's the best right back in the world, or that's what uh, Yogi said, I believe. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, Yogi's probably just saying anything to endear himself to you know the the German the German people because to be honest. They don't like him, you know. For who, who replaces Lom? If it well, was up to me, sorry. it'd be it'd be Heinkes. Yeah. You know, he's got a proven track record. He knows how to win. You know, I think besides an Austrian, an Austrian Bundesliga title that that Love won, he hasn't won anything else. He's won the most times caught on film picking your nose and eating it. That's. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. In a, in a World Cup final tournament. <laughs> yeah. That's a statistic now? Or like, yeah. If it's not, I'm going to call Guinness tomorrow and, and uh, let them clarify that. You know, personally, <laughs> I think he's tactically naive. Uh, it, I know during the Euro 2012 tournament, I think he tried to adopt a little bit of what Spain was doing. He saw Spain, you know, changing their lineup, you know, dropping Torres and dropping Fabregas yeah. and, you know, playing with different false nines. So he thought... Oh well, I got a pretty bendable and flexible squad, and tried to do it with. <laughs> yeah. Tried to do it against yes. Italy, and it was just like, what the fuck was that? I mean, world his, his, uh, you know, his strengths were were the speed out wide, and what did he do? He took out those two players, and he and he put in Cruz, who's mainly a central player. Try to get more direct through the to, middle as opposed yeah, to one out wide. Yeah, yeah, to try to combat Pirlo and. Um, Montalivo in the middle for for the Italians and it just hor like backfired horribly for him. Yeah. And you know by half he took out Gomez and uh 
<laughs> we can't remember who else he took out, but he put in. Oh, he took out Podolski and he put in Royce and uh, Quosa. But it was you know too little, too late. Was Lowe in charge in 2006 when Balak got hurt? Uh, that when I'm sorry when Balak was hurt. That was 2010. 20, oh, sorry, 2010. Yeah, he, he was, was in, in charge, charge of that. Yeah. So he just fucking he kind of lucked into a great German team. Yeah. Because Balak is hurt. Because at that point we were talking about this uh, like a couple of shows ago where. There's Up a until a point, like, Germany was a very slow, stagnant, sort of uh, uh, robotic, methodical team. Yeah. Until Balak was like, okay, he's hurt. That's like, oh, our midfield can actually move now. Yeah. And I, I, he's kind of like, well, lucky it, that it's tri- it's sometimes it's it's a blessing in disguise because he was the type of player where everything had to go through him to to function almost right. So they they take that away. They they put in a young Mezzaduzil, and you know the the rest is history. So to, to ask you if uh, if because they should they should be one of the one of the top competitors for the World Cup this year. If Germany does not either get to the final or win the World Cup, is Love gone? Well, he just signed an extension to 2016, but I think that's just to keep the to keep the contract or to keep. You know the press off. Oh, he doesn't have a contract after this during the World Cup. But yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think if they don't win or they're not in the final, he's gone. He has to be gone. Because you got to look at it. they're one of they're one of not only population wise they're population wise they're one of the big countries. They're what, just under sixty million people. I think, uh, I think they're like 83. 80 million. 80, 80 yeah. million. Okay, so eighty million people. That's a large country compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. So and 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 pedigree wise, they're a very big country. They should be competing, and they've obviously won a couple of tournaments in the past. But at this point today, like they should be up there. They've, they've got the skill. They've got the ability. They well, should be in the finals. Well, they said team. about 2010. That was just you know a lot of players cutting their teeth. Uh, 2012, they were going in that tournament to win it. Yeah, you know they they didn't even make it to the final. So now 2014, you know this could possibly be Schweinsteiger and Lom's last tournament. Right. You okay. know. Give him one more year. I, I don't know. Like, the competition's coming in. I think Law maybe has a little longer life than, than, than Schweine. Yeah. I think Schweine? this is Schweine's last. No. Yeah. I, Schweine, I might I, get, he might be get, like, a few uh, substitute appearances in the next Euro, maybe. His, I think, like, the injuries track. are just catching up to him. And I think Ilkay Gundogan, he's a better player. Well, you were even saying this. Uh, However, he's injured. You were saying this last show, like, how, like... How many how many games does Schweinsteiger miss uh, hey, for Germany? I think you know his hundredth cap had to have only been like his third or fourth game from the last Euros. So I mean, he wasn't even. That's wasn't a even long a, time yeah. to get games. Yeah. So the fuck you, is good. You know, it could be it could be a whole thing if Schweinsteiger's injured before the World Cup. Could be another blessing in disguise, Balak esque. You know, for for the Germans. Yeah. Who knows who emerges in that position. Um, we've obviously we've seen we've seen the emergence of goal line technology in England. Uh, it's finally it's part of the, it's part of the game now. It's not slowing shit down. We rarely have to actually refer to it. Germany might might have wished they had it at this point. Now l- let me ask you something. Yeah, would that ball technically never cross the line? So is it only for balls that cross the line or enter the goal through well, no, a hole in the net? The sen- the <laughs> senses are set up between the goal post, the cross because that, that's part of the, the part yeah. of the testing for it. So it is like if you imagine that that rectangular area of like goal line, post, post, and crossbar. Yeah. The yeah. ball crossing that area. 
the ball somehow ends up in the back of net, those sensors never, those sensors never uh, read the fact that the never ball crossed trapped. through that. Yeah. Never, it never traveled through that. So if there was goal line technology in Germany right now, that goal of Keisling would not have counted because they would realize, oh, it's in the net, but it went in some other way. Yeah, I, I think I think it's time. You know, we we move to that. You know, it's it's instantaneous too. It's one of those things that it's it's. It's so easy to just make sure it's a proper foul. We can always go on to more shit like, is it a dive in the box? Is it an actual foul? Like, we can debate yeah. that shit forever. But that in itself, a ball going into the net, across the line, especially against Germany from England, um, you <laughs> know. Uh, two incidents, 1966 <laughs> yeah, yeah. as I guess, well. I guess we're even at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, you know, it's... It's something that it will be debated, but it's something that needs to be accepted because it's it's just that easy now you to know, make sure. It's, it's and and I was watching that game, and uh, the commentators like, "Oh, what a fantastic goal by Kiesling!" And then they played the replay right away. He's like, "Oh, it wasn't a goal at all." <laughs> I think he actually felt he did hit the target there. It was a wonderful header, brilliant. Oh, I think he did actually go in. Did this hit the side netting? I don't think it went in. I think he knew himself as well. It looks like he's gone through a hole in the net. That's not a go. We're not even talking like a minute, two minutes to get the play back on. No. There's a, there's a fourth official sitting up there being like, hey, uh, ref, no goal. Bam. Game's back on in five seconds. And that's that's been the like the, the majority of the debate for the longest time is that it's actually not that big of a, a time issue to, to confirm these things. I mean, something so big as a goal going in the net like that goals change games. Goals a, win games. Goals game, lose games. Game winning goal too. Yeah. So I mean, the same thing happened in you know '94. You know, Bayern and Nuremberg, and uh, you know they went on and replayed the game. So, mind you, Bayern did go back to win five 0 in that match. But again, like, it comes down to if that, it's a good thing they actually did that because they better do it because, like the manager was saying this week, is like it better be replayed because it, why? Because we're Hoffenheim and they're Bayern Munich. Yeah, we can't replay. Can't the have match. that double standard, and it will look bad yeah, on the can. on the DFB if the Absolutely. DFL if they don't allow it. The other thing about Germany, this is really getting boring. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, Bayern win again. Leverkusen win again. Dortmund win again. Can we just like not talk about Germany until something exciting actually happens? Because this is almost turning to Spain. Yeah, this is the three horse race. <laughs> <laughs> and Schalke like to come out and say at the start of the year we're Bayern hunters this year. I don't even think they're in the top of the table. Actually, they might be after their last minute gasp. Winner at Braunschweig. But well, anyone can hunt after something. It's just a matter of do you actually surpass <laughs> hitting it the target. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. So moving on from there, we go to the theme music. This is the We got. There's actually. Uh, I'm going to say six big matches this week in the Champions League. We'll just quickly preview the, all of them. 
Schalke, Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, Schalke has, you know, the injuries are stacking up for them. They've got 18-year-olds, you know, playing in two prominent positions in the middle. Maximilian Maya, who is, you know, fantastic talent, but, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's 18 playing as a number 10. And then you've got Leon Goretzka, who's highly touted, playing more of a number six, number eight role. And, you know, he hasn't really proven himself this year after making the making the move from the second Bundesliga to the first. So. And then you've got Semueto that now knows how to pull balls off of goalkeepers that are trying to bounce in the ball. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so, you know, outside of, I'd say, five or six teams, you know, depth is hard to come by. Chelsea, they have depth. They have a lot of young exciting attacking midfielders you know so you know the, the game's in Gelsen Kitchen but I think you know if, if Schalke can come out with a draw I think they I think they're happy with that yeah. Anthony uh, Schalke Chelsea what's your what's your prediction yeah I mean you know Chelsea honestly Chelsea like, yeah. you know it's hard but only because of like personal allegiances but yeah Chelsea of course <laughs> It, it, it's honestly hard to see it any other way, but looking at any other, you know, looking at the tables this year and looking at the squad performances, like, but, for sure, uh, Like, I'll, I'll say one thing. The year that Schalke went to the, the semifinals, they finished 14th in the Bundesliga. So, how many, yeah, ti- how yeah, many times have yeah. we seen teams they, you know, yeah, very they, poor domestically do well in Champions League. It, 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 it depends like, on yeah. what your focus is. Because Liverpool, yeah. we won the Champions League, we finished sixth. Yeah. And yeah. we created a new rule that year by being allowed back into the Champions League the next <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah, like Bayern did so bad, they, they finished, what, second in the league? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they finished, you know, they lost to Dortmund in the final. We got uh, next on the docket is Marseille Napoli. I'm pretty sure they should just going to be Napoli should win this. If they don't, I'll be really disappointed. Well, how about throwing a wrench in that group if Marseille somehow can find a result? Now that group of death becomes way more interesting. Only three games in there. Yeah. yeah. Because coming off that is the Arsenal versus the Dortmund. So the game, personally, I think is the highlight of, you know, uh, uh, of this match week. day three. Yeah, match day three for sure. You know, it... Like, we're all still trying to find out, is Arsenal for real? I mean, let, let, let's be honest. They haven't really beat anyone that good in the Premier League, but they've looked good doing it. And, and they beat Napoli, who, as we all agreed a couple weeks ago, couple, Napoli was like, the that, was, that was the team for them to prove themselves against. Yeah. But if they get a result against Dortmund, now, everybody's now saying, we have to take a step back. I'm like, okay, maybe... Maybe they're in a good position. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't wait. You know, I'm Arsenal. hoping Dortmund fucking. Arsenal Dortmund, Arsenal United, Arsenal Dortmund, Arsenal City. You know, things That's are looking tough week. for them in the Premier League. A so, couple weeks there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Except well, the United should be a win, probably. I, I think Dortmund is, is a unique case, and teams don't play teams like Dortmund. I mean, they. They press. You know, Klopp demands his players run. Right. Or run hard. That that could be a reason why they have so many injuries stacking up is because, you know. Because they're, they're pushing, physically they're pushing so yeah, much. So, yeah. you know, Uzil is very great at creating space, but, you know, if he's going to have someone like Sven Bender on them, 
That guy runs more than anybody every game, like average 13 kilometers per game. I love those I love those stats when the player gets subbed off for the Champions League and they're like showing you how many fucking kilometers they run. Yeah. It's like 13, 37. 13 kilometers to 20 kilometers. It's like I remember I remember a time a couple years ago when I used to bike bike 20 kilometers in a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just ran 13 kilometers in like seven like 70 minutes of gameplay. And so, you know, fantastic. there's some, there's some interesting matchups and in, uh individual matchups in that game. And I'm going to like to see how how Uziel does, you know, who knows, maybe Klopp wants to deploy Sven Bender just to try to man mark him out of the game. He's definitely uh you know, physically tough enough to do it, but Uziel's great at creating spaces, great from drifting from defenders. So, It'll be interesting to see. It will. It will. And I, I look at uh, next next match we got here is Milan versus Barcelona. Barcelona will have Messi back finally. And Milan might have the PK King back in Balotelli. Let's stop blowing this out of proportion. Oh, I, I mean, love, I fucking Milan love is a, Get the fuck out of here. He's, let's <laughs> you just guys are saying characters. I love characters like Balotelli yeah but let's make a note of you know Gerard Piquet's son being named Milan I think that's very important you know when discussing this topic because you know Milan is obviously a very present prominence in the series so yeah Uh, you know Barcelona is not what they were a couple of years ago. You know, they're kind of being found out. A, a nil-nil draw. It's a free kind of thing, too. Like, uh, Guardiola's gone. They're, it's, you know, different mentality. It's the, the manager trying you to create his own sort Half of, of those players have already won everything multiple times. You know, some sometimes you got to question the motivation of the player. I, but, I was talking, I'm just, I'm going to cut you off for one second, but it's along the same line we're yeah. talking about. I was talking to a girl a few days ago and she (laughs) (laughs) but she was she was telling because I was telling the story about like the 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 fan selection and the percentage of like Messi not being the team how old is Messi right now 24 23 something Uh, like that young 24 24 and and she had like somewhat of a good point she's like you know Messi with all this like his injections and stuff, he's, he's going to wear down earlier than, than most people. But yeah, I understand that. But she was making that a case for the fact that uh, Messi shouldn't be in the side because he, he's, he's, he's going to deteriorate faster than anybody else. I feel like if you have a Barcelona squad with Messi that's even fucking 70% healthy, yeah, that that's a mess you put in the team if if he's willing to play. Well, like we were talking about earlier, it's a confidence thing, right? They have Messi in the squad. Everyone's confidence is, you know, what Messi does. He creates space for other players just by being Messi. Yeah, I just mean, being on the pitch, he attracts he's two to attract three two three defenders. Yeah, so that creates your space for Neymar or your Pedro or Sanchez or whoever's on the field, right? Although Neymar's only scored like what one goal since he joined Barcelona. What if? What if you assist though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I, I want to say about Milan, are they really a threat? I mean, come on, what are they? I don't. I no, I don't think so. I, yeah, no, Milan. Like for, for them to be played on the main network, and they will definitely be like Milan will definitely. If it wasn't for Barcelona being on the squad or being against the being against them, they would definitely be like the sports net specific. 
game that no one would watch. I'll have to give credit to Sportsnet World, though, is that they broadcast every game now, right? They have the, on Rogers, they have Sportsnet World plus, like, times one, two, three, four, five, six, like, seven channels. Almost every game. I've got got Sportsnet World online, so any game day, I'm just like, which team do I want to watch today? Can you, I've been thinking about getting that, can it be PBR? The games or no? Yeah, like, like replays. No, no, it's it's not, you you don't PBR, it's it's online, it's archived. So oh really? You miss the game. You log back in like at six o'clock, or whatever, or even like the moment after the game ends, you log back in, watch replay. There yeah, like really. One on one, one, one for twenty five bucks com. a month. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't have any television service. This is not an advertisement for Rogers because <laughs> I have, I have well documented fucking issues with Rogers and Rogers Sports at World Online. But I know I've seen but, you. Yeah, I've seen you. <laughs> but I will admit, though, it it is nice because I have no television service at home. I don't have time for TV. Uh, I have my internet at home, and I pay twenty five dollars a month plus tax for sports Street world online. HD. Uh, it's three thousand kilobits per second. It's like it's it's right there. It's definitely better. Well, than you're watching it on a 12 inch screen, unless you're blowing it up on a TV. I oh, mean, no, that's no. great, right? No, no, I'm watching oh, it. Yeah. I'm watching on a fucking 48 inch screen at home. But at the same time, like we, we watched it a few times. It's 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 like just like minutiae. Yeah. Below HD. 1080p HD. It's it's so good. It's it's worth it. It's worth it. So uh, I'm Rogers, so... you can take that little advertisement I just gave you and give me the next six months for free. Because I just sold your assholes at least <laughs> two Once more people. Oh, <laughs> at least one more person. Go, Frog Betty. What is that? After that, we've got the uh, we've got yeah. the Madrid, whose Casillas is probably moving somewhere else in January, versus the Juve. I remember Art and I were talking about this game earlier earlier this week or late last weekend, and for some reason, I thought it was when he said Madrid versus Juve. My brain. As stupid as it is, thought he said United versus Juve. It was like, oh, fucking Pogba and fucking Tevez for goals. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Real Madrid versus Juve this week in Champions League. You know what? To be fair, this is a hard game to call. Like, Juve is on fire, and Juve is a decent squad. Really, so they just they, got their asses handed Yeah, sure. Fiorentina. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, they have a good squad, and I don't know. This is the battle of the champions, to be honest. So, hey, all to them, yeah. We got also the uh, last sort of like big big sort of matchup in the Champions League is Cheska Moskva versus Manchester City. Wait. City should win this. City can win in Europe? Well, they they've, hey, they've done it like three times in the last five years. So. They've yeah. finally been given a, a group that, you know what, they uh, should finish second. It allows them to, <laughs> to get through. Yeah. Second. Yeah. You know, and they've but, but, been given a manager that possibly wants to attack. And, and they were also saying, you know what, they're going to avoid... They're going to avoid all the English teams and Bayern come the, the round of 16, if they get there. You know, but... Uh, There's still big teams for them to play. I'm sorry, I just coughed. I just coughed vodka and it went up my nose. <laughs> uh, I'm, keep, I'm keeping that in the pot. No, but it's because I, I, <laughs> when I was drinking my drink, I coughed at the exact same time, up to the nose. 
And that, it burns so much, my eyes are watering. And this is staying in the podcast. <laughs> uh, fuck me. But, <clears throat> yeah, I, Oh, there you yeah, go, Mario. I, I, Mario. Mario. Moving on. Okay. Weekend games. We, we go from Tuesday, Wednesday. We ignore Thursday's Europa stuff with like Tottenham and those other clubs. And we just move right into Saturday, Sunday games. First game on the docket, 19th place, Crystal Palace versus first place, Arsenal. Banana peel? Dwight Gale. Yeah, Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, think, you If know. Arsenal doesn't win this game, questions need to be asked. Well, Arsenal, you know, they're going to be given everything they can handle against Dortmund. So for them to kind of get a... A weekend off, I'd say. <laughs> and uh, well, it's a question. If we go, we go yeah, into yeah. Uh, Arsenal Dortmund, which is on which because is tomorrow say, Tuesday. Yeah, injuries, tiredness, whatever. Like, do they have a completely full squad going into Saturday's match? It's an early kickoff too. Or do maybe we like the the squad is a little bit of a weaker team, hoping for the fact that that weaker side can push against Crystal Palace and get that win. Or does that weaker side maybe? Slip up and uh, draw against Palace, allowing for the Liverpool to walk in and be top tail by in the weekend. You know, sometimes, uh, sometimes wishful thinking doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> right now, squad depth—you need it to compete on all three fronts. But sometimes, if if a team wants to win their own domestic championship, yeah, they need to get out Take of Europe. Yeah, no, absolutely, because. You know, it's a lot different playing every weekend than, you know, every if, if weekend you're, if you're plus playing, Wednesday, yeah, Tuesday. If you're playing once a week and train, practice, and everybody's yeah, healthy, yeah, different from playing Tuesday, get yeah, back so that's Wednesday. why, you know, it, it would be no surprise for Liverpool to finish top four this year. You know, since it was, that's... It's no surprise Liverpool wins the league this year, because they're also trying to, like, win the Champions League. Like, hey, y'all, we're winning the league. I saw that. <laughs> Anthony, any, anything on that? As long as I heard Arsenal is not trying to win the Champions League, nothing else on that. Well, I mean, that's never going to happen anyways. They, they they attempted it once and failed miserably in the, <laughs> last, yeah. in the last 20 minutes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, moving on, this, this is interesting to look at. We're going to compare like, the numbers of like position-wise for this weekend for both because the, the two, let's be honest, the two leagues we talk about mostly is, is England and, and Germany. That, that's fine. That's that's what we talk about. It's cool. Um, but we got 19th place Crystal Palace versus first place Arsenal. Next match on the docket is uh, third place Liverpool versus 12th place West Brom. And West giant Brom, killer. they are giant killer. 12th place, I don't think, actually properly represents them. They haven't been to the level that uh, they should be in the last couple of matches. They've had some like, little slip-ups. Uh, I could see them giving Liverpool a run for the money, especially after the past Are they in front or behind of United? Uh, the they are... United or not? Uh, Allegations United's in 8th place. Right now. <laughs> United's in 8th right now. Tied okay. on points with Hull. With Ooh. City. I think, Ooh. actually, no, they're, they're just ahead on goal differential from Hull. But tied on points. Tied on points, yeah. So Liverpool West Brom again, like Liverpool should win, but you know, we should have won against Newcastle too. Uh, Suarez almost had the game won twice in the last ten minutes. You were almost just 
sky the ball just over the crossbar with like an awesome, uh, awesome cross. Then had a free kick at the death and it was just saved by Kroll. Next game, this is at, this is probably the biggest game out of the weekend. Is second place Chelsea versus fourth place Manchester City. Yeah, probably the that biggest would game be the one I'd probably look out for the most. I mean, yeah. most talent on display from both sides. So, I think City wins myself. Chelsea gets points. There's so there. Chelsea gets I listened to us talk, and uh, yesterday I listened. I'll get back to them later. But I listened to a resurgence of a podcast from Toronto came out last night, and they were talking about how how uh, you know Chelsea or City's probably the team to beat, but. They still expect Chelsea to win the league, but like Chelsea's floundering back, in, like you know, late stages of the team. They've got time. They've got time for Atto to steal more balls off a goalkeeper. Yeah, and um, William, yeah, uh, thirty million euro signing from Shakhtar. Is that is that weird? Like, because you and I are in the same boat with William. It's like we're actually almost happy that like we both got fucking passed over because yeah. he was supposed yeah. to come to Liverpool, and yeah. then the next day he's like. Well, he's saying fucking Liverpool. He's going to Tottenham. It's going to happen. And yeah. then on transfer deadline day, he's like, "Yeah, but I want to go to Chelsea." So he goes to Chelsea. You know, and could that be like we talked about earlier in the pod? Could that be the big manager swinging his big dick? No. You know, Mourinho. Mourinho is going to come out and say, "I want you in my squad. You are my my last player. I want." I think that situation is no. realistically down to Abram- a, Abramovich yeah. just saying. I'm going to pay you an extra 10 million pounds or He's 5 a mercenary, you know? Like, he yeah. wanted the money, and he went to a squad which he was going to make the money, so... Yeah. Is he a good player? No. He has, like, I, I believe, two caps for Brazil, and he's played, like, in the Ukrainian Premier League. Good for you, man. It, it feels you like, are a fantastic it, player. Yeah, it feels sure. like he's one of those players, like, he's the kind of guy where, like, he might make another squad better, but by us buying him and paying for him to play for us doesn't allow them to become better. Even though he doesn't play for us, we're just going to buy him just for the sake that he doesn't make them better. Yeah, and we have Christian Eriksen, so I mean... Yeah. William, who is that? Um, then after that is uh, fifth place Tottenham. Fifth placed Tottenham. I feel like Wait. I've heard that my whole life. Liverpool is third place. <laughs> fifth place Tottenham versus ninth place Hull. Hull can't keep this shit going... Like. I am still surprised to this day to look at this table. The Tigers, baby. Uh, <laughs> Southampton is still there in sixth, and then Hull's up there in ninth. United's just fighting for that little gap between there and eighth place. But uh, again, I, I said this. I said this a couple weeks ago. Tottenham should have won that game against West Ham. That was my prediction. They better. That's why I was making a big deal about like, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. We better win the game because Arsenal will win. Tottenham will win. Neither of them do. This week. Tottenham better beat Hull because hope no one fucking went for pro line. That was terrible. <laughs> Anthony, what what do you think? Yeah, you, you got Hull, who are only only four places behind you, only three points back of you this weekend. Anytime you play a relegation squad, I mean it's I think any team knows that it's you know it's a hard game to play. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying because not, you're not just playing players that are playing the game, you're playing players that are fighting for their job. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different type of desperation, right? Sure, talent should always win out, but I mean, there's that intangible that can never be measured, which is heart. Sort of thing, yeah. like, I can run faster scared than you can run faster angry, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. 
And, I don't know. It's and a, not to mention, you guys have Europe on Thursday too. So a day and a half or two days later, they yeah, come see, back that, out. That's a huge crutch. I mean, having yeah. Europe. But the good thing with Spurs, they do have a pretty deep bench. So that's why Europa League sucks for teams that are are, are in the position where they want to compete for the league title. Yeah. Just fucking put in a shit team and get or like at least let let your let like the people what? on the outside. Yeah, but I, like what City did when they uh, when they finished. Uh, what they instead of finishing third and going into uh, going into Europa, yeah, they just finished fourth in the group and then went. Because there's no point in that. There's exactly. no reason. Just because you, you still the you still the two domestic cups if you're still in them. If not, you still the one for sure. Because come January is when FA Cup begins for the Premier League teams. So why not spend the next three four months focusing on. Just Premier League status, trying to get towards the top, fight for that position. It's more money. Exactly, because exactly. I mean the, the Europa League, let's be real, it's good for teams like Everton. Yeah. And like Fulham to an extent a couple of years ago, right? Great for players like Gareth Barry who are out there trying to break people's legs. <laughs> you know, but for for a team like Tottenham that have aspirations, you know, to you know, try to win the league yeah. and get in the Champions League where the real money is, you know what? Yeah. Get out of that fucking competition this, ASAP. We'll we'll say it time and time again. This is a year where teams like Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, to some degree Liverpool. This is the year those four teams. This is where they they had the opportunity wait, to actually why win the league. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> Liverpool is in Europe. No, 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 I'm not talking, oh. fuck off. Not oh, talking, yeah, they're not I'm in saying, Europe, right. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm saying that yeah. this is the year those four teams, like what, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, to some degree Liverpool, this is the year where those four teams have the opportunity to win the league. You, you can make the argument for any of those teams to some degree. This is the year for them to do it. So for any, if, 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 you're, in a, if you're in a competition that is not going to allow you to actually focus on that, for example, i.e. the Europa League, put out a shit team, lose, because that's not your focus. There's no reason that you want to win that. You want to get in there and fight for the Premier League. Yeah, team. because you don't even get an automatic Champions League spot if you win it. I think they'll change that next year. But, but again, at this time, right now, it is virtually pointless. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's tough for, for a team like supporting Spurs... You know, there there's a lot of debates and sports forums like, <laughs> yeah. Trust me, it's hard. I can't keep calm, and I support Tottenham Hotspur. And you know, there's a lot of debates in the Spurs forums like, you know, would you rather win a trophy or would you rather qualify for the Champions League? Now, you know, everybody's opinion is obviously split in this in this discussion, but you know, yeah, sure, it's hard. I'd rather qualify for the Champions League because you know, like we said about the financial benefits, but. You know, there's nothing better than lifting a trophy. I know, you know, we haven't really lifted a lot, but, you know, it, there's something special about lifting a trophy, and, you know, it's definitely, you know, a benefit to, to this competition, especially with a manager who's already won it. So, you know, he knows what it takes in terms of intensity and whatever. And, and I feel that that, that does kind of come down to, like, a club-to-club sort of thing. Like, if, if it's been a long time since you've, you've won something, it's like, okay, what can we actually achieve this year? Yeah, like Liverpool, What's, right? They haven't really won anything in a while. We haven't really won. Well, maybe we should we go haven't, to Arsenal. We haven't, or, we haven't really uh, won. Any, we haven't really won anything since like a season and a half ago. Don't worry, um, nine years Arsenal. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Let's, oh, let's, but 
Let's not start knocking Luke because we've actually won trophies All right. in a long I'm time. Not. It's not a history lesson. It's not a history lesson. No, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, we only see. won the Champions League in 2005. We only won the FA Cup in 2006. We only won the League Cup two years ago. I was but barely let's born. Be, yeah, let's, let, let's let the Gunners and the fucking Spurs. See, what's what's you, your you Jewish see? nickname for Spurs supporters? Get Army. Yeah. Get let's Army. Keep them, let them talk. Oh, wait. I can't born, say that anymore because born. apparently it's, it's like, racist. It's racist. <laughs> Fucking uh, you don't. But you, you see where the priorities lie with the with the teams and the managers themselves. I yeah. mean, you know, Arsenal probably would have had a chance to win the you know a cup last year, not the not the Champions League. You know, but what, but what did Wenger do? Not the League he, Cup, maybe the Intertoto Cup. Um. But but what did Wenger do? He fielded his best squad in the Champions League. Why? You didn't have a team last year to win it. And instead of, no. you know, taking a better it's keeping, chance it's, at the... It's, it's, keeping, it's keeping up appearances, that's what it is. So we tried, you know, yeah. we tried our best, we couldn't do it. Wait, but you can't fault his transfer policy. He did have a team to win the Champions League, of course he did. No, but no? We, we, can't, we can't fault his transfer policy for the last four years. But as soon as he signs Ozil, suddenly he's a fucking genius. Because he had a friend, uh, whatever. Moving on from yeah, England. Daniel Levy. Yeah, let's move on from England for for now. Uh, move, looking ahead to the weekend's fixtures in Deutschland. Uh, Gus, correct me if I'm wrong. If my if my axe if my if I'm uh, I'm emphasizing the wrong syllable when I say Deutschland. Um, first place. Bullshit. FC Bayern. <laughs> Versus fourth place. Berlin's actually come up and played some pretty decent football. You know, they're attacking. They're not, you know, they're, they're not like most oh, most oh, relegation shit. teams just, you know, sitting back and, you know, hoping to stay in the league. But let's be honest. Bayern's a, a different level not, than any uh, team right not now. They're not St. Pauli. They're not what? St. Pauli. St. Pauli. Oh, St. Pauli. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it, it should be a comfortable win for Bayern, but then again, they're playing midweek. But against Plazan, which they, is... Yeah, well, that's, they yeah, play yeah. tomorrow? They play Wednesday. I believe they play Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. against fucking Plazan. Yeah. So you'll have, like, the... Uh, well, they'll probably have, like, the Beckenbauers out there. <laughs> <laughs> they'll probably sign Gerd back the, up. And the cops. We're going we're to play the fucking... Like, we're going to play the retired team. We're gonna the alumni. The, we're going to play the, the fifth... <laughs> we're going to play the fifth string team that can still win the fucking Bundesliga. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. And, and, then, and then the first team will come against uh, uh, Berlin. You know, it, it's to the point right now is that Bayern Munich's so good that... So they, good. they should so good so good they, they should just be Save able to beat any team you know they had a little bit of scare on the weekend against Mainz but as soon as they introduced Goetze in the side he just oh, fucking buddy. That he just took so over the game good. which is impressive too because like Goetze is like having, having trouble fucking getting his footing into the, into the yeah, team or something that was, so. no he's got you know, trouble yeah. that's you know he that's cut okay. his teeth and, yeah he deserved this though. Which he should have, because the little vampire bastard kept biting. Oh, okay. Um, what? So then after, <laughs> after that, so this is this is the thing I want to compare. with. look, look at the, uh, the the Premier League teams. You got nineteenth versus first, third versus twelfth, second versus fourth, fifth versus ninth. That's England. Yeah. This weekend in Germany, we have 
first versus fourth, fifth versus second, then third versus thirteenth. So it's like a lot can happen at the top there because like yeah, you know. Could Anyways, I fucking fifth, hope Bayer loses. Fifth versus Fuck second. Loser fifth loser. versus second is uh, Schalke versus Dortmund. Oh, that's that's the that's, biggest derby in Germany, the Ruhr Derby, and it's at it's at Schalke. It's not at the Westfalen Stadion, which just sucks. Because I love watching footage of that cop in the Westfalen Stadion just rocking and yeah. jumping yeah, and yeah, yeah. Pure and, and being German yeah. and. Yeah, you know, if Schalke didn't have a midweek game, you know, they're at the same disadvantage that uh, that Dortmund is. You know, they've got to yeah. play midweek. Yeah. Are you saying yeah. Bayern's not at a disadvantage? Oh, let's be real. Bayern has probably more squad. <laughs> well, when you have a player like Goetz on the bench, <laughs> let's back the train yeah. up here. Let's, yeah. let's let's look at their competition midweek though. Uh, Tuesday is Schalke versus Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it can be a tricky game. Wednesday is Arsenal versus Dortmund. But Schalke's also not traveling. Chelsea's traveling to, to Gelsen Exactly. Kitchen. So Dortmund has to go to England on Wednesday and then compete on, is it Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. So they have to compete at Schalke on Saturday. So they've got like two days of training, maybe one or two days of, uh, days off. This could maybe be Schalke's day to maybe at least... Take two points away from from Dortmund. Well, Is they uh, back yet? No, nah, he just had surgery. He's there for four months. Come on! But they I mean, Schalke Schalke did the double over Dortmund last year. So you know what this this rivalry goes back. Yeah. You know, people talk about you know from a world yeah outside of Germany. Right now, Dortmund and Bayern's the biggest game, but inside Germany, it's Schalke and Dortmund. Well, it's it's the derby. It, yeah, it's, it's the derby. The derby. Yeah. It's it's yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the it's the Liverpool Everton is what it is. Yeah, it's you like, mean Tottenham Arsenal, right? Yeah, it's the Liverpool. Everton. <laughs> right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, because yeah. people actually you know go to the game and and sing and shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, in Highbury, the library. Ooh-hoo. Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, of course. You know, they again, have a lot Liber- of supporters. Again, yeah. Liverpool Everton. Yeah, yeah, they leave in like the sixty seventh <laughs> minute. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You only sing when you're winning. <laughs> um, and then after that is. Uh, the the Aspirin versus <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen versus FC Augsburg. I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Yeah, I read it half a second enough. two days ago, so Augsburg or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Third versus thirteenth. If anything, if anything, this is this is just a chance for Leverkusen to hope for a slip up for a team above them to just get an extra point and. And get back into. Well, they aren't called Never Cousin for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they just they just don't have that luck. They finished second, I think, three or four times. You know, being nipped right at the end. You know, I think two thousand one, two thousand two, they finished runners up in the Champions League, the Bundesliga, and the Pokal. So they're Jewish, getting nipped right at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I got I got nipped right at the end once when I was not aware of it. But you're right. This could be a week for you know Leverkusen. But you know they're playing midweek as well. Yeah, I'm pouring rum still. So <laughs> <laughs> right, Anthony doesn't want any more of this rum. Why? By the way, um, in case anyone is hoping, in case someone wants to sponsor us at some point, I want to say Caribbean Soul Spiced Rum. You're awesome. fucking delicious. I know, right? I know. Established 1893. 
Uh, it's got this delectable little delectable. vanilla sort of aftertaste to it. It has made us quite drunk. I'm pretty sure Anthony's fucked up at this oh, point. Because I've seen... I had some fucked up philosophy. 18, 18 minutes. Like, and they brought it's at least half hour. Like two hours, yeah. 18 minutes. Yeah. And they brought the shit in ever since then. And they couldn't, it's I couldn't drink anything It's a pretty good rum. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with it. It's... It's I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm feeling well toasted. Come on. Majestical Argentina, merciless like Kathy Bates with that sledgehammer and that movie. Remember that misery? That's what Messi was like. <laughs> Gus, you were telling me this week that Ray Hudson has now not only moved on from football, not only started tweeting about fucking Major League Baseball. But now he's moving into hockey. Hockey? <laughs> and you know what? It just wasn't one tweet. It was a fucking streamline. Like, I was reading it for 20 minutes, and you know what? Every tweet I read, I just read with his accent and his enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. You know, he, 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 he had one comment. He's it's like, a magisterial pass. He's like, the. the <laughs> what was it? Messi! Like, the penalty area should be flipping blue. It should be blood red. <laughs> do you think he's. Do you think you ever watch Hockey Night in Canada? He's like, you know, Tom Cherry has to retire like, soon. I could probably take this shit over. Oh, and yeah. say some really ridiculous Ray shit. Hudson, you're always welcome on this podcast, being a fellow Maple Leaf fan. <laughs> as he Apparently, tweeted. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's his Canadian team. I think he has some type of loyalty to Detroit. Because I think well, he, then, he must live in Detroit because he likes the he likes the Tigers and he likes the and he likes living he loves well, living, obviously he's not getting paid by them because he loves uh, he loves bankrupt, living in so war no zone territories and, yeah uh, sure yeah. but how great would that be for him to call you know replace fucking uh, repli- imagine to replace Jim Houston yeah I'll, or, I'll take him like that'll be fucking or imagine him with Jim Houston Jim Houston. And then Dion Phaneuf moving the puck up the ice to the way. Oh, what a magisterial pass over the fucking blue line. Oh, oh, he starts jerking off over the fucking blue line. We're not talking about Tom Cruise. We're not talking about bloody movie stars. (laughs) (laughs) Tennis players and Hollywood actors. We're talking about the Warriors of football. If, if he if he went to TSN or CBC, I would hate and love them at the exact same time. Oh, I'd love it. Like like I can't seriously watch these games because yeah. of the commentary. But every now and then I'll watch games to listen to the commentary to laugh to myself and then turn off and I don't know watch something stupid like fucking that stupid A and E show about duck hunting. Oh fuck. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna wrap this up. I gotta work in the morning. I don't get paid for this shit. <laughs> All right, well, that was... Uh, unless anyone else has anything else left to say for this week? Come on, Spurs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When you walk <laughs> through a storm... Don't worry, man. I would hold your head up high. That's and Art... I would this, rather this walk actually, alone. You know so. This is the last. <laughs> this is the last time I can ask you this for like the next six months. Yeah. Because uh, the inevitable is happening. Oh, uh, I'm so glad. But we got so we got to figure out what the fuck to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. 
is bum 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 TFC still shit Chicago Fire like Chicago Fire they're the worst team in the league are they not the worst team in the league they're TFC pretty fucking close I thought TFC was the worst they were mid-table you know no, I mean Chicago oh, Fire yeah. is pretty fucking terrible that's not my Gosh. point but zero z- nil yes. one was the fucking oh just we had no chance Against a terrible fucking team like Chicago Fire. Again, I, I thought. Oh, this- uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, they're still fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for well, for episode four of Footy Chat, I am Justin Chambers, your host. Signing off, I've got. Gosse. Anthony Rondo. RP. We will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the show, enjoy your footy, and. You know what? Keep supporting Tottenham Hotspur. Go, uh, go live. Well, you never walk alone. <laughs> Motherfucker! England national team for Hudson. I'm, I'm really, I'm really getting tired of your. Talk.